Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. It's cold outside, there's no kind of atmosphere, I'm all alone, more or less. Let me fly far away from here. Fun, fun, fun. In the sun, sun, sun. I want to lie, shipwrecked and comatose, drinking fresh mango juice, goldfish shells, nibbling at my toes. Fun, fun, fun. In the sun, sun, sun. Fun, fun, fun. Hello Smokeheads, my name's Joe Shepherd. And I'm Daniela Phillips. Thanks very much for joining us today on the last episode of Series 4. Um, it sounds been a good series so far, Daniela. Yeah, I loved it. It's been um, probably the best series so far, do you think? Definitely. Um, I, d- I do like three, but uh, four is good. But I've got a really good one to come. Series five is probably up there with my favourite series, I think. So you've got some good stuff to come. Uh, the episode we're talking about today is going to be Meltdown, uh, which isn't everyone's favourite. And it's kind of a bad way to end a good series. But um, yeah, we'll come to that when we come to it. How have you been, Daniela? I've been good, thank you. Yeah, what have you been up to? Um I was trying to think. <laughs> I actually haven't <laughs> been up to anything. Um, we, we only recorded a few days ago yeah, the last exactly, episode. Exactly, since so. I last saw you, uh, been to work. Yeah. Uh, that's about it, really. Cool. Um, what, what about you? What have I been doing? Oh, I just, uh, last night I saw my friend off. Uh, he's moving to Canada for a while, so had drinks for that. And on Friday I went to um, this thing, this BFI Filmmakers Networking thing. Oh, yeah, I saw th- yeah. tweeted that. I don't know why I was there, but um, yeah, it was... It was uh, it was interesting. A lot of people were asking me about Birdemic, which was which was kind of crazy. As soon as they heard that I was involved with Birdemic, they kind of swarmed me wow. and they were asking me loads of Birdemic stories. Um, uh, but yeah, the main thing that we're doing today is your parents are here. I know, I'm so excited. <laughs> so do you want to introduce them or do they want to introduce <laughs> themselves? I'll, I'll let them do the honours. Hello, okay. I'm Marina. <laughs> and I'm Alan with one L. <laughs> Hey, Marina and Alan, thank you for coming on uh, Smegheads. Really appreciate it. Um, and I'll ask you questions about Daniela growing up a bit later. <laughs> oh, going great. To, yeah, oh, and they're, b- they're both wearing Smegheads t shirts, which, which is great. They should stay made as well. They got made, and it looks really, really cool. I know. <laughs> it looks really, really cool. So we'll take some pictures and we'll put it on the website. Um, but yeah, this this episode, uh, what, what do you guys just gen- generally think of the episode? Oh, I quite like it. Yeah? Yeah. Wow! Yes! Wow. Yes! <laughs> this is a conspiracy now. <laughs> this is a conspiracy, Team Alan. Uh, I thought it was a good episode. It made me laugh, but uh, I thought it probably wouldn't be thought of as one of the best. Yeah, because I mean, it's not. I mean, there's some quite good concepts in there, but it, it's not the kind of greatest. I mean, the, it's not the greatest episode. And and when you, when it comes to voting uh, for 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 best episodes um, in general, it's always down near the bottom because um, just people find it really. Just, just not up there with the rest of Red Dwarf. Um, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, yeah, I kind of knew good. that you would. Yeah, yeah, it's historical. It's, it's historical. Strategy. I thought it, it definitely did borrow ideas from other areas. I could see some Doctor Who and some Monty Python. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, you're right. It's very Doctor Who, like 70s, 80s Doctor Who, it kind of reminds me of. Um, 
but I don't know. I, I don't think the execution of it was great. But again, we'll we'll we'll, we'll come on to it when we do. Um, so the episode is uh, Meltdown, uh, episode six of uh, series four, um, and it starts off with uh, Rimmer speaking to List and the Cat um, about uh, when he was seventeen years old. He uh, was playing Risk, um, and I, I, I guess this is a kind of Daniela story. You, you strike me as the type of person that would kind of play Risk. Quite we're, a lot. We're, a, we're quite a big Risk playing fan. Oh, really? For real? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Risk. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Risk. Yes. I can kind of see why that would be be interesting because you've got like the like the orcs versus the hobbits or whatever. Yeah, it's good versus yeah. evil. Yeah. Yeah. And the trouble is, when we play, just the three of us, they gang up on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, like, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever played live action Risk. I've played, like, uh, an iPhone game of Risk. I didn't know there was an iPhone <laughs> Yeah, game. yeah, well, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, in, in this context, it's, it's kind of boring, and it's not the kind of thing you want to be uh, lumbered with. Stories of Risk when you're when you're on board a Red Dwarf. Um, to be fair, I've enjoyed playing Risk, but I can't remember any of the manoeuvres I ever made. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it seems like a lot of thinking going on. And when I when I play a kind of game, I just want to pass the time. I just want to, I don't want to have to kind of come up with strategies and things like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so so Rimmer is boring them to death with, with these stories. And, and Lister is basically forced to listen to Rimmer going on and on and on and on because Kat... Um, has he's quite smart for once. He does put his um, earphones in, his um, earplugs in, so so he won't hear about Rimmer's um, accomplishments um, on the battle on the virtual battlefield. Um, but luckily for them, uh, Crichton interrupts um, and in the sleeping quarters, and he begin begins uh, teleporting around the quarters using um, a machine, which is kind of like a. It's kind of hard to describe. Uh, it's kind of like a paddle with kind of like four. Kind of knobs on the end, and they kind of hold on to it. And you can basically uh, teleport around willy nilly. Um, and it's something um, he we found down in the research labs, down on Z deck. And Z deck is something they bring up when they just try to um, when they introduce something to the story that they can't really explain how they came across. They just say they found it on Z deck, um, and it's called a matter paddle. Um, and the matter paddle is quite controversial in, in kind of Red Dwarf circles because you think, why don't they use it all the time in Red Dwarf? There's loads of situations in, in future episodes where they could have just used the matter paddle to kind of get out of sticky situations. Does it just get forgotten about after this episode then? Pretty much. I mean, it, it, the reason why you can't use it is it would spoil every episode because <laughs> there wouldn't be any real... Um, Peril, I Suspense, guess. Yeah, yeah, because they could just use the matter paddle all the time. I mean, they do use it again in a later series, or kind of a version of it. Um, but yeah, they should use it all the time, really. If this was if this was real life, um, and what the the device can do is locate any planet that has a, an atmosphere that um, they can breathe in. So it's called an S three planet uh, within a certain range. But the range is pretty pretty wide. So, of course, uh, they want to try this out because um, what else are you going to do on, on board Red Dwarf? Actually, if you guys, if you had a matter paddle <laughs> right now, where would you go to in the world or in the universe if you, if you wanted to? <laughs> I guess that's good. Yeah, but British Airfare. Airways goes there as well. You know that, don't you? Yeah, but not instantly. Oh, that's good. I'd go then to Hawaii. To Hawaii? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you were going to go there this year. You wanted to go there this year, didn't you? I wanted to go every year to Hawaii, but I can't afford it. It's so yeah, expensive it and is. it's such a long flight. So, yeah, the matter paddle would help me out. It would, yeah. I don't, 
but then if you if you can, you can do anything you don't it's not just necessarily for holidays so you could go and watch like a uh, like a football match that's in another city and but come you need back tickets no because you could just appear inside the stadium couldn't you yeah, but... On a spare seat. Oh, I suppose so, yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah, obviously it's illegal, but... As I say, you can't use it to go and see Hamilton because there's no spare seats. You could, you could just go backstage or something. Remember, Daniela doesn't do illegal things. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she remember, Jed. <laughs> 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 Unlike you. Do you guys have any stories of her doing anything uh, naughty when she was little? Incident that referred to a few episodes ago about the orange, which I referred to as Orange Goat. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to say that the orange was returned. Oh, thank you. No, no uh, Italian greengrocers were <laughs> Okay, so if it, w- if it wasn't for your parents, you'd probably be in prison yeah, by now. Yeah, thanks for having my back, Dad. <laughs> Um, so um, yeah what would I do I don't know yeah I would just kind of do all the things like you'd go into space though wouldn't you I would love to go into the into the space station because I probably won't get there through merit so I'd like to just appear there (laughs) and um, yeah I mean mean, I read something today about um, colonising Mars will be quite soon I kind of want to go on Mars and come back really quickly for like lunch and stuff (laughs) Um, but yeah we'll we'll see how they go would you be interested to add that Virgin Virgin Galactic. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would love to go in Virgin Galactic, yeah. Is it, is it mega expensive? I'm guessing it's really expensive. Yeah. Do you think they got an economy version? Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess the, the longer they do it, the, the probably the price will come down, and when te- technology gets better, the price will come down. Um, but yeah, I, I'd love to do that one day, go into space. I mean, you can kind of go into space if you just... Um, there's like um, if you pay like twenty thousand pound, you can go into space with the Russians um, quite easily. Um, Do so you trust trust the Russians? That yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they know what they're doing. They're fine. <laughs> um, but yeah. So what what happens on, on Red Dwarf? Uh, Crichton and Rimmer uh, use the matter paddle um, to um, kind of try it out, and what they end up doing is uh, appearing in like prehistoric times, and they get. Uh, chased by the worst looking dinosaurs I've ever seen um, and uh, my nephew who's like one and a half he's obsessed with dinosaurs right now and um, he would uh, he would shake his head at these at these dinosaurs they're so kind That's of clever though because I think Cri- was it Crichton made the same remark yeah they do kind of look like giant birds, but uh, birds are um, kind of ans- um, dinosaurs or ancestors of, of birds. I guess they're part of the same same thing. Um, but um, yeah, uh, they uh, appear um, uh, in in this kind of like land, and they are taken away by Elvis Presley, um, a, g- a great a great version of Elvis Presley. Yeah, Lads. he was fantastic. Really, really good. Like, if we're ever going to get a, a fake Elvis, this guy is, is brilliant. Is really I've seen some really terrible Elvises in my time. I've been to Vegas. I've seen some really yeah. poor ones. But this guy is good. And he uh, um, takes them to um, Einstein, or someone who looks like Einstein, uh, Marilyn Monroe, for about the 50th time on Red Dwarf, uh, a Marilyn Monroe reference, and uh, Pythagoras. And I remember watching this as a kid and not knowing who Pythagoras was, because I was a kid. Uh, but I did know who Marilyn Monroe was, of course, and, and Einstein and Elvis. Um, so some of these references really kind of flew over my head when I was when I was little. Um, 
and probably uh, uh, probably still now some some of these will probably fly over a lot of people's heads do they actually mention in the episode that it's pythagoras um he, he when he does he, he demonstrates something on, on the kind of the chalkboard that he's pythagoras yeah i think, I think einstein calls him pythagoras. okay pythagoras yeah who can't actually or him or the actor can't pronounce Mussolini unless he's <laughs> saying it in the greek way <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we basically find out that this, that this quite pretty much straight away that this isn't just um, a whole load of uh, real life people. This is in fact a, a Waxroy theme park, and this, this kind of episode was kind of inspired, I guess, by um, that film Waxworld. Is that what? No, not Waxworld. What's that film? Oh yes, um, <laughs> it's, been, it's been me Westworld. Westworld. That's the one. Westworld. It's been remade. It's been remade. Uh, yes. Is it as a TV show? Is it? Yes. Um, and yeah, and Westworld's great, and they made a sequel as well called it's called, it's called Future World or something. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, Yul Brenner, yeah, yeah, it's it's a really really good film, um, and yeah, so it's a kind of a theme park, and this isn't the first time we see um, like a futuristic kind of entertainment for futuristic people, because in in series six we see um, a place that's designed to kind of entertain uh, futuristic people. But yeah, so th this Waxdroid theme park is where all of the cult figures from, um, or just interesting historical figures from Earth are. And I guess in the future, y this is where you go to interact with, with these people. But because a, a lot of time has passed, millions of years, they aren't quite as um, living up to um, the, the kind of people you know and love from, from, from history. They've kind of turned a bit, bit weird. Um, so what's happened in the meantime is um, a war has gone on between the good wax wax droids and the bad wax droids, which is again it's a little bit like like Westworld. Um, and yeah, so the kind of you, who you think are, are the good guys are the the good wax droids, and the obvious bad guys are um, the 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 bad guys really. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's a bad guy. They get, they get, they get an extra point for mentioning. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of people that you, um, you, you might not necessarily think are, are bad guys as well, but again, we, we will come on to that. Uh, so uh, part of the good guys are Einstein, as, as described, the Dalai Lama, Mother Teresa, uh, Father Christmas, uh, Winnie the Pooh, uh, Gandhi. Oh, Gandhi was amazing. Gandhi is great, <laughs> yeah. Just the guy that played him, that just looks so good. Um, it wasn't the actual Gandhi then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you got looked, Queen Victoria. Looks so like What, him. you think they actually got the real Gandhi? No. I'm thinking was no, dead by then. No. <laughs> um, Abraham Lincoln, uh, Pythagoras, Marilyn Monroe, and Elvis Presley. I mean, most of these people you wouldn't kind of want on your side because usually these people, uh, the good guys, aren't really the fighters. It's usually the bad guys that have all the fighters. So it's amazing that they've lasted yeah. so long. But N Nelson was on the good guys' side as well. That's true. But so he, he died. Yeah. yeah. They did say that some of them were pacifists. Uh, well, That's I'm surprised right, yeah. that Wilson and and well, Nelson and Wellington got um, killed, but yet Winnie the Pooh survived until <laughs> yeah. the firing squad. You <laughs> exactly. Know? In this film, like Jurassic Park, it's always the tough guys get killed off. And That's true. Yeah, the children survive. It makes the story more interesting if all if, the, if those those people who can actually cope with it are, are out of the picture. Um, so the bad guys, they they've kind of got a. a, a a rogues gallery of um, of rogues. They've got uh, some KKK people: Al Capone, Mussolini, Caligula, Rasputin, James Last, uh, which uh, to which is uh, sad for Rimmer because he loves James Last. Um, <laughs> you've got Richard III and uh, Hitler, um, and yeah, and obviously Hitler and Caligula are the people who are the uh, at the forefront of this um, 
of this battle. And it's, it's kind of weird because, I mean, you'd think that the bad guys with all, all that firepower would have overtaken the, the good guys by, by now. But obviously not. Maybe it was the power of uh, Winnie the Pooh who, <laughs> um, who managed to stop him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so what's happened is a bit like in, in previous episodes of the Red Wolf. These droids, they've kind of broke their programming and that's how they're able to kind of Ha- go to war with each other as it's not what they were programmed um, and uh, this war that they're fighting is what Abe Lincoln calls the wax war which is kind of snappy um, and when R- Rimmer's there he, he loves it because because it, this episode sets you up with the fact that Rimmer sees himself as a leader of men um, because he's so g- apparently so good at risk he thinks he's good at strategy doesn't he yeah yeah <laughs> yeah Exactly, he's wearing the clothes and he's he's um, doing all of those things. Um, and this this episode, look, w- w- when I re- realised that we're doing it, I, I thought Daniela would love this. Like I knew you would. <laughs> this is your kind of thing. Um, oh, and there's an episode coming up where they do a puzzle as well. So oh wow! <laughs> you like that? The second episode. Have we got an Angela Lansbury guest appearance, and no, then it's, you know, it completes the Holy Trinity. That would be really really good. Um, but yeah, if you if you guys went to to uh, a wax world. Who would, would you want to see? Which kind of figures from history would you want to kind of see? Ooh, Is there any kind of like uh, singers that you like or actors you like from the past? <laughs> the singer's quite an easy one. Yeah. Who's that? Kate Bush. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. In yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's anything wrong with her now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mummy? <laughs> you probably wouldn't want to see Kate Bush. Jovi. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah. Okay. He'd probably be on the bad guy side because um, his music isn't isn't up to scratch. I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a look from Marina now. Um, so yeah. So the, um, it's kind of sets you up uh, that there's this war going on, and Rimmer thinks he's the guy kind of sort it out and obviously uh, lead the the hero side. Um, and uh, yeah, he he loves the fact he's he's been put in this position, and now is his chance to prove himself as the. Uh, not warmonger, uh, so to speak, but as a, a leader of men. So, uh, yeah, so Cat uh, and Lister, meanwhile, uh, they've been to uh, where Hitler is and the bad guys are, uh, who are strategizing against the good guys. Um, and uh, they realize where they are and try and beam out using the matter pedal. But, um, and they think they've escaped, but they can't work out where they are. They're in a small passage. Um, it ends up being a, a chimney stack. I must admit, when I first saw that, I thought they'd gone somewhere else because in the room there's only Hitler and his fellow Nazis. Yeah. So I thought originally, oh, they'd gone to a different planet to where... Well, back in time. Yeah, where, well, back in time where Triton and Rimmer are, but then, of course, later when you find out, yeah, they're part of the bad guys. And, uh, exactly. They, the Titan did say that when he sent the paddle up, he was going to take send them somewhere completely different, further away, didn't he? Yeah, which to be honest, I d- didn't really make sense to no, me. No, I don't know why they couldn't go to exactly the same place that they were. Yeah, and then <laughs> just... Land on top of them or something. I guess, yeah. And that's always the thing with teleportation in, in films. You think you might get teleported inside a wall or something. Or like the fly? Yeah, yeah. Problems with teleportation. Maybe that's... Actually, they, they can teleport atoms now. They, they've done that. Can they? Yeah, but nothing kind of bigger, yeah. 
apparently scientists um yeah so uh, uh lister and the cat they end up in this chimney um and obviously the bad guys kind of figure out where they are um and they because because while they're in the chimney they make a lot of fun of uh goebbels and hitler and um this is overheard and luckily those guys can 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 listen can uh understand english which yeah, is yeah yeah and speak english well. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i guess they've been around for like three million years so they've probably learned it in the meantime i guess that they're a t- they're a tourism toy. That's aren't they? true. So they have to speak They've universal probably got every language. language. Probably English. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Kat and Lister uh, are then taken c- taken away um, t- and put in prison. Um, and they're put in prison with Abe Lincoln, which um, is great. I guess he's a is a good historical person to meet. So is he captured at the same time as Winnie the Pooh? Do we think? Well, Abe Lincoln. Yeah. We don't really find out, really. I don't know, but I, did you did you know that um, the guy that was sitting next to Abe Lincoln in real life when he got assassinated, he ended up um, and no one speaks about him, uh, but there was a guy sitting next to him and he ended up murdering his wife and kid. Really? Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Daniel's parents are like, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 that is interesting. There was something on TV the other day about the assassination and in the theatre where he was sitting. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've never heard that. They tried to keep it out of history. Yeah, yeah but um because ah. it's just it's awkward, but I like find out weird things about history. So this episode is it should be kind of up my street, but again, there's just something about it that just doesn't feel like Red Dwarf. It feels like like you said, like an episode of like seventies Doctor Who or maybe like an old sixties Star Trek. Something like that. Um and yeah, so they're they're in the in the prison with Abe Lincoln and uh, Abe Lincoln basically explains what's going on. Um and Lister looks through the window. We don't see this happening because I guess the budget was is too small. But um someone's being executed, um and that person is Winnie the Pooh, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have seen him actually interact with the characters a bit more and seen maybe Cat interact with Winnie the Pooh. It's like a bear against a cat. Might be a problem, but they might have made had to pay money to actually show Winnie the Pooh. That's yeah. True, yeah. I quite like that we don't see him actually. It's off screen, and we're kind of <laughs> yeah. picturing in our minds, imagining this like jolly little Winnie the Pooh, like yeah. struggling along, being shot. Being shot. Might be a bit traumatic to actually see him. Maybe because yeah, a lot of kids watch this show. Yeah, is this surprising they chose Winnie I'm the Pooh? I'm not a fan of Winnie the Pooh. I'd be alright. I like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we, you had much many um, Winnie the Pooh or any Winnie the Pooh. No, Did you not? No. What, what As more Beatrix Potter. Or Holly the Crumble. Who's Holly the Crumble, Daniela? <laughs> What's Holly the Crumble? <laughs> Daniela. I couldn't say Oliver Cromwell, so I used <laughs> to say Ollie the Crumble. It was one of my history books. Uh, <laughs> it was her own. Oh, no, it For children. Own. You yeah. had an Oliver Cromwell. Shut up. started early on history. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Oliver Cromwell. I forgot though. about that. Ollie the Crumble. Holly the Crumble. Oh. Uh, it's starting to make a lot of sense now. Everything's starting to make a lot of sense. <laughs> it's all fit place. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, so they get interrogated by the bad guys, um, by Caligula. Uh, but they manage to actually escape from these bad guys because, I mean, yes, they might be uh, wax versions of them, but um, they don't have the actual kind of technical know-how of these real people. So, yeah, they managed to escape. I like the scene where he was questioning Lister, um, questioning Cat, but yeah. kept slapping Lister. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. funny. <laughs> it was great. And um, um, we see our friend Tony Hawks. Uh, 
Yes. Uh, the, yeah. <laughs> Again? <laughs> yeah. He's in pretty much. I never recognise him. I never recognise him. Oh, yeah. Tony Hawk's is great. Um, <laughs> Although I s- watched um, Police Academy 4 last night. Great. Citizens film. on Patrol. Yeah, yeah. And I love them all. Uh, one of the skaters is actually played by the skater Tony Hawk. No Fact. way. Wow. Yeah, I spotted wow, that. This was in the 80s as well. I think I've s- I saw every um, Police Academy film in the cinema e- up to wow, Mission Mich- to Moscow. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'd watch them now. They're great. Oh, I love them. Um, but the uh, yeah, so uh, they manage to escape. But in the meantime, they lose the one thing that can actually help them escape back to Red Dwarf, which is the matter paddle. Um, and the villains get hold of it. And what happens is um, it teleports Caligula and Rasputin um, into a uh, wardrobe. Um, and Abe Lincoln shows Cat and Lister to uh, where all the good guys are in the HQ. Then we see um, Lister and Cat, um, they, they kind of want to obviously end the war. Because, I mean, even though they're quite selfish people, um, as we've seen through the previous episode of Red Dwarf, they do want to do what's right. And even though these aren't humans, they've cut, they've broke their programming. And it's kind of, they're the ideal people for Lister because this has been trying to break Crichton's programming for Series 3 and, well, Series 2, Series 3, and now Series 4. And now he's found a group of uh, a lot of people who have all broke their programming so it's kind of ideal for him so maybe he feels an affinity towards these these good guys because he thinks this is kind of what Crichton should should kind of be like i guess um be rebellious and 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 um passionate i guess um so um um in order to end the uh, Rimmer and an unwilling Crichton continue the war uh, while Cat uh, and Lister are imprisoned uh, Rimmer who has gone half crazy with his military fantasies and calling himself Iron Duke. To be fair, I'd probably do that as well. Call yourself Iron Duke? No, the power would go to my head. Well, I guess the power would go to everyone. And that's why we end up getting like dictators and things. Because people, if everyone's saying yes to you all the time and you have ultimate power to like kill people and to invade countries and stuff, it would get to your head. Yeah, I think so. Um, So, so Daniela, if you had the power, if you ruled... If you say you were president of America, if you managed somehow to to find a birth certificate that you were born in America and you were president, what would the first few things you would do? Gosh. Um, Well, I can probably wouldn't do as bad as Dobber's job as um, Cruz or Trump could do. Okay. Um, I would probably... Okay, so let me repeat a scenario, right? So first day as president... Mm -hmm. um, I'd introduce a national health service. (laughs) <laughs> okay, that's great. But while you're trying to do that, every f- every st- um, stadium in America it blows up. Terrorist threat. Every okay. s- every major city. Okay. What would you do? Would you and you find out that the <laughs> this is really intricate that it's all um, that Italian flags have been left at every stadium. <laughs> so you don't know what's going on. Is it my mum? Is my mum <laughs> blowing up? Is she sabotaging my presidential uh, first term? Well, no one knows. Is it, you're the president now, so what, what would you do? Well, I'd I'd call in the CIA and and the FBI. Right. You know, Secret Service. Okay. NSA. Yeah, Jack Bauer. <laughs> um, and I'd find out, you know, who had been doing this because just leaving a flag isn't evidence enough. That's true. So you wouldn't re- re- retaliate. I, w- I, w- I wouldn't. Ha- I wouldn't. B- have swift retaliation i'd had measured and informed retaliation okay interesting which is probably yeah you'd be pretty good then you you wouldn't it doesn't sound like it's going to your head at all okay good 
So, yeah, vote, vote down yellow, everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think Luxembourg's for the taking. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> I no idea nobody's ever thought of building a wall around America. Yeah. Well, to keep them out or keep everybody out. To, and to keep them in? <laughs> well, Trump wants true. to build a wall um, against the Mexico. There already is a wall, though. That's the thing. He? There is a wall. It's, it it's, a, it's a wire fence. Yeah. Most, most of the border, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Well, he's not going to get into power anyway. Game of Thrones. Is that what you do, Mum? The, <laughs> <laughs> the wall, yeah, yeah. Aww, oh, you're cooking. <laughs> We'd hire somebody else. They'd be too busy eating to go out doing any tourism. That's good. Okay. The answer to world peace is food. So your parents could be part of your uh, part of your um, your your cabinet, I guess. We we'll see. <laughs> Um, okay, so um, yeah, so they really want to end the war. So um, again, uh, Rimmer, the power has gone to his head. He's getting everyone to call. Well, he's calling himself Iron Duke, which he's tried to do in in the past before, and um, yeah, and no one's really taken to it because it's Rimmer, um, and he's trying his best to kind of instill his passion and enthusiasm for war onto this ragtag bunch of misfits that he he's got. Um, so he's training them and he's training them on the battlefield but then they're, they're not great because they're not designed to be kind of war mongers they are just pacifists and and actors um they're no one kind of special well they are special but they're kind of no one um that knows how to actually fight a war um so uh he while he's training them he's really um pushing them to, to the edge um and three of them have melted due to exha- exhaustion so he's already um killing some of his own troops which is which is exactly what you think from would do um he thinks he's he, he thinks he's so great but when he comes down to it he's actual snakehead um and uh, yeah so in the end uh, because of uh, um, a daylight charge over the minefield everyone except for everyone in red dwarf uh, luckily uh, dies well rimmer doesn't even go into battle does he, he stays behind well, and yeah. sends Crichton. because he's doing he's doing the what what a general would do i don't think so generals are usually always on the battlefield aren't is that they? right well yeah, it, it depends on the, on the old days obviously they had to lead from the front uh, more modern times they're there but they're at the, they're at the back but they're still there they're still there yeah but obviously trying to have a top man being killed yeah they're the one who's organising everything in, in theory exactly so so I mean I mean Lister is I mean so Rimmer is a coward but um, it's kind of understandable that everyone else like, he sent everyone else all the troops out to do his bidding and yeah because he's a rubbish uh, leader uh, they all died unfortunately that was, that was very funny the way <laughs> yeah Okay, no <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shut up, boy. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it, there's a few things in this episode that I kind of. I mean, I like the fact that there are these these the actors that played the um, lookalikes were all great. All of them are really, really great actors. Um, and was it Dan- did Daniela ever want to kind of uh, be an actor or famous or pretend she was like a singer or anything yeah. when she was little? Okay. Okay. She belongs to the school uh, drama club. Drama. Drama. Okay. Drama. And she did uh, pantomime as well. Yeah. Did you, Daniela? Panto. What panto did you do? Mother Goose. <laughs> and also she did Mother Goose. Um, uh, Bugsy Malone. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Who did you play? Um. So it was the oh, it's what's her name? 
Tallulah? No, no. Uh, um, uh, Blousy Brown? No, it's a Bonnie, Bonnie Lamford role. You know, she comes in for the audition. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you were her? Yeah. I can see that, yeah. <laughs> that's a good role, actually. <laughs> um, that's cool. So what, what, why did, why, what stopped you being... Um, not much money in it, I think. Because I, wanted to, I so. wanted to be in theatre, a theatre oh, okay. actor, not a film actor. So. I still hope. You could, you could still do it. I don't think my singing voice is good enough, <laughs> sadly. And also, after Mother Goose, she was so tired, she decided it was too much hard work. Oh. I mean, Mother Goose uh, does, it has beat the best of them, <laughs> I think. <laughs> so did, um, did Daniela ever, like, pretend she was like a singer? What was her favourite, like singers when she was growing up or can you remember like Carly uh, okay Carlyle, yeah I used to love Belinda Carlyle <laughs> Belinda Carlyle do you know what Belinda Carlyle's great <laughs> like um it, people don't remember she was in punk bands when when she first started and she was a drummer in, in like a really cool uh, punk band and then she went to the Go-Go's and the Go-Go's are the most underrated girl band of all time I think great songs yeah and then she went kind of really kind of wishy-washy middle of the road pop but um yeah it, it is what it is but oh, I, I quite like i quite like belinda carla new kids on the block i knew kids on the block okay i weirdly had a new kids on the block t-shirt when you? i was there. i don't know why i never want to see them someone bought it for me I, it's, <laughs> it's weird um but okay i'm starting, I'm starting to learn is there any embarrassing stories uh, about Daniela that you can say. What, what was the most embarrassing <laughs> thing that she did? When she was little. Yeah. Or even now, that's fine. I'm, I'm <laughs> she can't have been an angel all her life. Really? I don't believe this. And the only thing is, when we look back, <coughs> when we look back over the old photos, <laughs> we refer to her as Daniela BC before champagne. <laughs> Daniela BC. <laughs> right, I'm going to use that. Before show. So, well, what happens after champagne? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so she's all sweet and innocent. Oh, I and think then. I'm a wino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyone oh. out there want to send me any champagne verve? Click on it. Yeah. <laughs> Daniela BC. Wow, that's brilliant. Um, okay. See, if I had my parents on here, I would have I would have told them beforehand. Don't say anything about anything that I've ever done, um, because it's embarrassing. Which I, I, I thought Daniela might have told you not to say anything em embarrassing no, about her, no. uh, but it looks like she was a pretty much an angel when she's <laughs> yeah, which is which is a real shame. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you would say. Yeah, well, she did accidentally uh, kill that person one time, but we've... Uh, kind of Covered it up. <laughs> Covered it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what happens in Cornwall stays in Cornwall. Um, so while this battle's going on, um, not between uh, Daniela and her parents, uh, but between the, the good guys and the bad guys, um, uh, yeah, so everyone dies. And But the one thing that Rimmer kind of got right was um, he used it as a distraction for Queen Victoria to sneak into the enemy's compound with uh, an awesome machine gun and she uh, manages to kill all the all the bad guys um, but she herself in the process gets shot as well so queen victoria saves the day really which is which is great and quite awesome i mean i don't know what Vic queen victoria looks looks like i can imagine yeah. what she looks like from she the kind images of looks like but the I, actress. yeah, yeah, I yeah. Look, she looks like what i imagine queen victoria looked like yeah um 
And I just think I think the casting was brilliant in this episode. That's the one good thing about this episode. The casting was absolutely spot on. Was it the same Marilyn Monroe that's been in previous? No, episodes? I think they had problems with that Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> problems. Yeah, <laughs> she was just a really erratic or something. Okay, she's um, she gone really meta. Yeah, I think that's so. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but th- uh, yeah, um, she um, Crichton then orders. Uh, the compound to increase uh, the temperature. So basically everyone melts. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of almost the end of it. But um, what happens is afterwards, uh, Rimmer, Lister and the cat, they uh, are released from the compound and uh, Rimmer declares victory despite the fact everyone was wiped out and um, the whole aim of the thing was to win and to, for the good guys to win. But the good, how can you win when you're all dead? Yeah. Which I think is quite poignant, really, because um, when we send soldiers into battle, like, who's actually won the war if, if a load of people uh, are dead? I guess the, the one with the most standing. The least, the least dead people. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a way to do stuff. I don't know. Well, the thing about these perhaps wax droids, though, I mean, getting, without getting too deep, obviously uh, real soldiers know when to stop fighting, but maybe they... That's true. They didn't have it in them, and they just, just carried on. They didn't have the leadership as well, um, because Rimmer's not a, a, a proper leader, really. No. Well, yeah, well, Hitler was the other leader, but he, he was killed, wasn't he? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he was killed. Actually, by a, by a, um, a Rimmer strategy which he could have learned pawn sacrifice i think he called it which he learned from risk um so yeah i remember watching this and i, and I did, it did make me want to play risk but i've never found anyone who wants to play risk really you can come to one of our risk <laughs> okay, nights Jared. i will do I we'll will do. get to get the normal risk out although i think it's in italian isn't it uh, yeah okay so I'll, <laughs> I'll play with the rings risk but uh, i guess you guys are really serious about it yeah and <laughs> <laughs> really competitive <laughs> We don't take prisoners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm worried about. Um, so yeah, so uh, but in in Rimmer's mind, he's done he's done the best thing possible for these people because um, they died in his mind as heroes. So Rimmer um, does think that um, he's on a great duty to these uh, people, uh, but Lister isn't isn't too happy with the situation because everyone's dead. Um, so to get Rimmer back, he uh, takes Rimmer's light bee and he swallows it, and he says uh, it's gonna it will come out in a couple of days, which um, I found hilarious. And fancy Vindaloo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, it's it's great when um, uh, when when this when it's like a Lister and Rimmer interaction, and uh, they're quite mean to each other. So um, it's, it's kind of like slapstick thing is Red Dwarf comedy, and I think the rest of the episode isn't very Red Dwarf. Um, but I think this that last thing at the end with Lister swallowing the light bee is exactly what Red Dwarf is about. I think. Um, yeah, and like I said, they, they, they say, uh, let's have Vindaloo. It's a good way to end the episode. Um, and actually, the, the end credits is... Um, Elvis. My, yeah, Elvis singing. So the actor that plays the Elvis is also a great singer of, Elv- of Elvis. And he does a version of the Red Wolf theme song um, in an Elvis style. And I think it's, it's great. Um, so yeah, so um, again, what did you guys think of the episode over, overall? You can kind of... Uh, Expand on it a little bit if you want. Yeah, I quite liked it, but um, it's at least that is my favourite scene in, in, in Red Dwarf. Yeah. There wasn't enough of him. It was more centred on Rimmer, wasn't it? It's true, yeah, yeah. So, so that's interesting because like Daniela loves Rimmer yeah. more than Lister. Oh, I don't like Rimmer. Ah, <laughs> there you go. Lister is a, is, is a cheeky chap. 
Cheeky Chappy, is it? Yeah, he's a cheeky chappy. He's really he has, and like Rimmer's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> when I first started uh, watching the original, um, I, I enjoyed watching it because it was funny and giggly, but I didn't really take to any of the characters, the main characters. Um, Cat, I found particularly annoying, although watching it the second time around is not so, so annoying. <laughs> um, but I used to like uh, Holly when he used to come. Yeah. I think as it, as it developed, and I def- definitely more so now, I perhaps see a bit more in the characters, but I always thought it, it was a slight weakness that um, the characters didn't really develop until a few series in. And, and when Crichton arrived, I, I preferred Crichton to any of them. Yeah, yeah Crichton's like great, yeah. I mean, and when Crichton arrives, you don't really need Holly too much because Crichton does all of the kind of intelligent stuff and explains what's happening. So it kind of made Holly redundant um, a little bit. That's why in, 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 in future series when Holly's not there, spoilers, then um, it, you don't really notice that much. It's not really a big, big, big loss, I find. Um, not, a, not a Holly fan. Holly in season two, like especially Quig, it is great. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is great. That's a very... Good Holly episode. Holly in it because um, yeah, one thing I thought suffered from the fact that it was an all male cast to start with. Um, yeah, yeah. I tend to prefer a mix. I probably could have been all boys. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess in in future series, um, there there is a, a woman introduced. But I guess the kind of whole point of Red Dwarf is is like they. They're trying to get towards something, and Rimmer's trying to find Kachansky, um, and that's one of his aims. So when they brought Kachansky into later episodes, it kind of spoiled the dynamic a little bit, I thought. And so I kind of like the fact that there's no women on board, just because it shows these guys as like a desperate bunch of losers and um, who they really are. But if I think if a woman was there, they'd, they'd maybe act up a little bit and, and try and pretend that they're not who they are. I, I don't know. Yeah, lovely dresses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was good that we only saw that in, uh, in flashbacks. But uh, uh, yeah, as an uh, episode as a whole, yeah, I'm a bit like you, Jill. I do prefer the talky episodes. Yeah. Marooned is one of my. That's great. It, it's, it's one of the best. It's got toy soldiers in it, and <laughs> yeah. it works with Shakespeare with shades to it. But, uh, it's yeah, great. It's more my type of episode. When they're out doing things, yeah, it makes a bit of a change to get out of just being on Red Dwarf. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, the the talky episodes, um, and this isn't one. Um, the reason what the reason why I think that works is because when you boil Red Dwarf down to kind of at what it is at its core, it's uh, listed being the last man on earth, um, trying to find some sort of humanity in everything around him. Um, and when there's action in the way, you kind of lose the kind of the direction of, of, of the episode. You lose the fact that Lister is trying to get to Earth and he's trying to find his love. Um, yeah, because all this other stuff's in the way. And, and it only kind of comes across when they're talking like in the bunk scenes or when they're just talking to each other in, in kind of confined spaces that all that stuff comes out. And I think it's more interesting, the humanity of Red Dwarf, rather than all the kind of explosions. But that's because I'm a, a grown up now. And <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing the later episodes because I think uh, I, I watched about four or five series of Red Wolf. And okay. So I didn't see any of the later, latter ones, so I'm looking forward to, to seeing those to see how it does develop and change. The, the next series, Series 5, is absolutely great. It is, um, 
It's, it's not only some of the best episodes of Red Wolf, it's some of the best episodes of, of British TV ever, I think. And the most, the most interesting in terms of concepts and also the, the best executed, the best directed and the best acted out, out of all of them, I think. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that. And uh, for those out there who, who've forgotten, we're, doing, we're gonna record series five all at once and drop them um, on iTunes all at once. So you can, yes. so you can binge them, <laughs> so you guys can listen to your daughter for like six hours in a row <laughs> if you wanted to. Marina will. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you can pace it out so you guys can decide how you kind of want to do this. Um, but yeah, I, I know some people um, have already said that they I don't know if they can get used to the fact that, that um, there could be such a long wait between series. But then just space it out then. Just listen to one a week or like one every couple of weeks. It's up to you. Or binge it like a Netflix. Because people moan about Netflix doing that, but it's kind of worked out well for Netflix. Are so you comparing us to Netflix, Jed? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I li- but we've got less rubbish. Um, well, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so um, that's what we think. Let's see what the people on the redwolf.co at UK would think. Uh, DJ McBell says, hey, Meltdown is a good episode because I introduced it saying it's not everyone's favourite. Um, he says, it's mostly plain ridiculous but on the right side of ridiculous. We are introduced to Rimmer's Light B and the crew split off into pairs, conveniently the same pairing that worked for backwards. And it's easy to see why it'll work in this case because Rimmer's the driving force behind the military push and Clyden's the only character that will put up with it. So that's a good idea, yeah. He also goes on to say, um, it's great fun to see the historical figures being blown up by the ice on the cake. It's just how Rimmer secures peace by ensuring both arms are wiped out, which constitutes a victory for him and totally in character. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> it is great. Um, he does go on to say a lot more, but um, I won't go into it because there's an essay. Go, go to redwolf.co.uk if you want to check that out. Simon goes on to say, also written an essay, an underrated and un- unfairly maligned episode in my opinion. I never realised it was supposed to be unpopular until I started posting here. The scene with the Japanese monsters looks very out of place visually. I actually really like that bit because um, it's from an old kind of like Godzilla movie. But the one where Lister describes the execution of Winnie the Pooh is one of my favourite moments in Red Dwarf. It is good. Yeah, I'll give you that. Great. That is good. Yeah. Um, and him refusing the blindfold <laughs> and Lister's expre- <laughs> expression with the gunshots. That I would actually now I'm starting to think I would love to see that. It, yeah. <laughs> oh God, that's so funny. <laughs> but, but isn't it isn't it kind of condemn- damning that the best bit in this episode is something you can't see? <laughs> I don't know. But he also goes and say he thought the opening scene with Rimmer's Risk Story was great. Um, and he does w- wonder why they don't make more use of the matter paddle, which is what I said, which is what every Red Wolf fan thinks. Because they have this amazing piece of equipment. And apart from the start of Demons and Angels, it's never mentioned again. Uh, Made in Taiwan says, uh, well, actually, they do use it again in another episode. Uh, and also compares it uh, to Star Trek. Um, Danielski. Uh, not to get mixed up with Daniela, says a great and Danielski is obsessed with Rimmer, which is which is fine. Um, a great episode with a wonderful performance by Chris. Um, I always loved how we could create so many different personalities for the same character. My favourite bit is one I never hear mentioned, the way he screams Crichton when Christ and Lister are talking before the battle. Uh, Phoebe says, I always find Meltdown a fun episode to watch, one that is away from the ship with famous people, Wax Joys getting blown up. My favourite line is, that's Lieutenant Colonel Mother Teresa. Yeah, that good. <laughs> that is good. Um, yeah, and that's the views from the board uh, on the Meltdown. Um, now, let's go on to the Smegheads charts. Uh, 
And here is the Smokehead's charts uh, as it stands at the moment. So we've got uh, number one, Polymorph, number two, Backwards, number three, Thanks for the Memory, number four, Marooned, number five, Dimension Jump, number six, Justice, number seven, Better Than Life, number eight, Stasis Leak, number nine, Quig, number 10, DNA. Do any of you guys think this episode should be in the top 10? I don't think so either. Marina? Go on, Mum. Okay, Daniela? I, I was going to say around the 10, 10 mark, I think. Well, uh, well around, go on. Yeah, it needs to come off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so DNA number 10. But then uh, at number 11, we've got Time Slides, number 12, Parallel Universe. And it's not better than that, is it? It's not better than Time Slides, at least, do you think? Okay, yeah, okay. Well, well, we can put it at number 10 if you want. Okay, let's put it at number 10. No, 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 no actually, no. 11? Number 11, 11, because DNA is number 10. Okay, okay so here's the charts. Polymorph, backwards, thanks to memory, marooned, dimension jump, justice, better than life, stasis leak, quig, DNA at number 10, and number 11 is meltdown, which is probably a lot higher than most people expected. <laughs> Forum. A lot of people said. They yeah, a lot of people it. seem to like yeah. it. So maybe, so maybe, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, this um, just overall, I, I don't think this will stand up. This is not one of those episodes that you would show to someone to get them into Red Dwarf because I think it's too derivative of other things. It's not classic Red Dwarf. I think the interactions between each other aren't great. There's a couple of good conversations. Cat and Lister in the chimney stack is pretty good. Um, I guess there's some good Rimmer elements in it. I mean, the Winnie the Pooh thing is great, but I think there are isolated incidences in, a, in an overall weak episode. Yeah, well, when you were talking before about the dinosaurs, yeah, they, they're sort of just put in it for, for no specific reason. We never, we, they're not referred to again. Yeah. Well, no. Just put in for one joke, I think, with Crichton and... Oh, I guess they're still alive, aren't they? The I guess there's dinosaurs yeah. still roaming around, yeah. Yeah, that's true. They cry and did turn up the heat in the comments, and maybe they got melted as well, but uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, but I kind of like how random it was. It's, it's very... Uh, yeah, that's not something I, I kind of think detracts from the episode too much. It's, I don't know. But... Um, Should we open our presents, Jed? Yeah, we uh, myself and Daniela, we got um, given presents by Daniela's parents. So I got a... It's very nicely wrapped. It's got a bow and it's... Uh, thanks very much, guys. And, and uh, Daniela's one is pink. <laughs> Gender specific. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Whoa. What is this? I think I know what this is before I even open it. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Oh, it's a Smokehead's mug. <laughs> we got Smokehead's mugs. Oh, but it's Smokehead's oh. podcast mugs, not just generic Smokehead's mugs. Amazing. Thanks very much. This is wow. so cool. I'll, I'll use this every day, like legitimately, I will. I'm going to take it in the office. It's so good. Thank you very much. Oh. That's really cool. Sort of mass produced. <laughs> yeah. Have <laughs> a gift shop site on, wow. on the pop. Yeah. <laughs> Daniela, we've got Smokehead's mugs. That's really, really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Um, and yeah, um, that's kind of like the end of the episode. We kind of like flew through it this week. Um, will you guys come uh, back on a, f on a future series? That'd be cool. Um, I think you would like series six 
Um, I think there's a lot of episodes in Series 6 that would, you would kind of like. Um, especially if you like Lister. Um, there's a really... It's a, it's a very Lister-centric uh, series, I think, Series 6. Um, but yeah, this is just a, a quick reminder to everyone again that uh, Series 5 of Smakeheads, the Red Dwarf podcast, will be recorded all at once um, in a few weeks or so. And uh, it will be... Uh, you'll have to you'll be able to binge watch it basically they'll all six will appear on your phone all at once i'm not 100 percent sure at the moment if you'll have to resubscribe to this make as a red wolf podcast because we're changing um kind of service providers um so uh yeah we'll, uh, we'll, we'll let you know i'll put up an extra like two minute episode to explain that if that's the case but for now yeah you'll get it all at once and if you like it, and if people um, are liking the fact you can listen to us all in, like, in, in one evening and then not have to listen to us for, for ages, then let us know. Or if you hate it, let us know too, and we can go back to the old way. Um, but I kind of like the idea of uh, listening to us all at once. I, I, I like binge listening and binge watching. What do you think, Daniela? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I l- yeah, maybe watch two and listen to two and three at a time and then have a break and then go back. That's true. That's true. Or maybe you can just take a nice Sunday to yourself, away from your family and friends, lock yourself away, put on to make as a Red Wolf podcast and then, uh, yeah, zone out to, to, to our... It's up to you. You can control when you listen to us. I guess, but I quite like telling them what to do. I'm only joking. Um, Yeah, so um, look out for that. I will give you the heads up. I might do a mini episode just to let you know exactly what's going on because I don't quite know myself yet. Um, But yeah, um, where can uh, anyone find you guys um, if they wanted to track you down? Because you're on Twitter. Yes, I'm on Twitter. Yeah, do you remember what's your Twitter handle? I think it's just Marina Phillips 3, is it? Yeah, I think Marina Phillips 3. Marina Phillips 3. I don't know you on Twitter at all. I'm not on any. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you have to write write him a a, a, a mail, um, a letter. Um, Daniela, where can we find you if we wanted to find you? Twitter at Daniela One L Phillips, and on Instagram. On Instagram, if you want to see some pictures of my food, it's at Daniela Monica Phillips. And you can find me at Jed Shepherd, J E D S H E P H E R D, on Twitter and Instagram. And go to postpoprecords.com to find out about music and stuff, and postpoppodcast.com slash smokeheads to find out about smokeheads and show notes and stuff. Um, I also do an X Files podcast. Um, check that out on iTunes. Just type in X Rated and you can find it, or X Files, and it's there too. Um, and that's cool. But that's only a six episode run, so that's going to be over really soon before it's even started, really. Um, and yeah, thanks very much for listening to four series now. I can't believe you guys have listened to four series of us. Let me work out six times wow, six, 36 more. episodes, plus some extra ones where we went to see the show. And don't forget, just some last bits before the series ends, you can actually, there's one more week left for you to see the last episode. Actually, there's two more episodes of Red Dwarf being filmed at Pinewood. Check it out, because um, if on Wednesdays and Thursdays they release tickets uh, for about five o'clock, put down your name really quickly, turn up on the day. You might not get in, you might, um, and then you can watch uh, two episodes or a episode of Red Dwarf being filmed. And uh, the, the feedback so far on the new episodes, all right, that is great. Very much like Series 4, the one we've just done, elements of Series 5, and a few elements of Series 7, unfortunately. But overall, it's really, really good. And we will see you very soon with the best series ever, <gasps> Series 5. And I think that's the Can't one you're going to enjoy wait. the most. And I'm going to bring a guest along as well, Jed. Okay, we're going to have lots of guests. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a guest from, from Red, Red Dwarf. Dwarf. We can work, I can work this out. Give me a clue. What episode is it? Is no, I can't. Is it a he or a she? I can't. I you can can't. tell me if it's a he no, or a she. I can't do, even do that. 
Wow. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> is it Danny on Jules? Am I going to get scared? Yeah, the transgender guest coming. Are you really? <laughs> no. I'd, uh, that'd be it's cool. Controversial. <laughs> no, not for this podcast. It isn't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to be looking for. I'm trying to work out who could it be. Because someone just died from Series 5 as well, so it's not him. I thought he was him, but then he just died. Um, <laughs> Zooming him, bringing him back for it's one obviously, last podcast. It's obviously not Timothy Spall. Um, wow, okay. This is going to be good. Oh, is it someone from Hollowship? I'm not saying anything. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Seth Patrick, who runs uh, RedDwarf.co.uk, will be on uh, for Series 5, talking about Hollowship. I'm sure the two Toms will be back. Try and get Billy from the subways back on, because he, he's a great guest. I'll try and get Nick on if he's in the country. Get Nick on again. Yeah, so we'll, it'll just be a free-for-all, really, people like chipping in. Um, but it'll be great. Yeah, maybe there'll be someone else from Red Dwarf on as well. I'll, I'll see who's around. Um, but m- maybe Danny John Jules. He kind of said he said, kind of said maybe to me. Oh, Dave Benson Phillips. We need to get We're going to get... D- yeah. 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 We're yeah. definitely going to get, the, even, even if it's a Skype thing, <laughs> we'll get Dave Benson Phillips on. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks again for, the, for listening to this uh, long outro. Thanks, <laughs> and we'll see you next series. See Bye. you later, my kids. Bye. <laughs> For listening to Smegheads the Red Dwarf Podcast. Smegheads is a production of Boast Pop, and you can check out the show notes and other stuff at boastpoppodcast.com slash smegheads. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. See you later, Smegheads. <laughs>